You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. When you have no outside validation existing in your life, you're forced to look within. The key to self-mastery is through what we ingest. This is fact. We are creating our strengths and weaknesses through our thoughts and our actions. There is no victim allowed in this life. Everybody always goes with their outside influences dictating their feelings, their thoughts, their actions, and the way they move about life. From the second we wake up, our process has to be savage our self-talk has to be savage because it's one or the other it's positive or negative the positive side of this is savage self-talk the negative side of this is that victim mindset that victim mindset is what i became sickened by when i saw my fellow people turning to drugs to cure their problems instead of getting into positive action I just had to have a strict process in place and that's what I have out here till this day. Your process makes you or fucking breaks you in this life. It makes me sick when motherfuckers act like they have a lack of confidence due to anything other than their inability to stick to their daily process that strengthens them. I will never miss my wake up time. I will never miss my workout. The second I even half-ass my workout at a 70% level, I have 70% confidence because I did that shit. It's not nobody that's giving to or taking away from you. It's personally you, accountability at its finest across the board. You wanna know how we win in life? We win by putting in a perfect day. We master our day. And then we repeat that. Through repetition, we gain strength. You win by mastering your day, meeting your challenges, facing the resistance that you have in life, punching through that resistance, wash, rinse, and repeat. If you want to stay in your circumstance, if you want to be a person that doesn't achieve anything, that doesn't get anywhere in life, and that lives an unfulfilled life, then just disregard what your, your whole program and the strategies that you're putting forth to level up in your life and just stick to the donuts and the cheese doodles and just getting high and you know wasting your whole life away you need to have a program and you need to stick to it and you need to be consistent consistency is the key i mean you could talk a good game and you could fool people around you by saying the right things and convincing them or demonstrating to them how you're on top of your game and you're really maximizing everything but the only person that you're really fooling at the end of the day is the only fooling yourself so what's your daily program are you one of those guys that wakes up in the morning and and has to do a wake and bake you know you light up a joint you sit there and reflect on these great things that you have planned for this day as it unfolds for you and you find at the end of the day when you put your head on the pillow it's just the same old shit the same old failures and the same old pattern of just letting yourself down not maximizing your potential and just wasting away and you could turn around and tell everybody oh you know i'm, I'm making so much progress i'm you know doing all of these great things for myself but the biggest problem that we all face today is trying to convince our minds of something our heart knows isn't true 
But you might say to me, Miguel, you know, uh, I have diabetes. I have bronchitis. You know, I'm a Native American Indian or, you know, I come from an underprivileged class and, you know, the whole system is stacked against me. That's all bullshit and that's all copping out. And what you're doing is you're just taking the lowest common denominator and just copping out on yourself, your family, and anybody that you love. That alarm clock goes off in the morning, you get your ass up, and you stick to your program. You be consistent, and you punch through your challenges. You might say, hey, you know, I'm working to register at McDonald's or Burger King, and what, you know, what fulfillment is there in that? It has nothing to do with McDonald's or Burger King or even what position you're working. It has to do with your commitment to yourself and your long-term views or your long-term goals on life. So tell me, what are your long-term goals? Is it to get the right Gucci belt or the right Nike sneakers for 300 bucks so you can impress your fake-ass friends and, and your clique? Tell me, what are your goals? Now, I'm not here to preach to you or just get on your case or just, you know, talk down to anybody or any such thing like that. But I'm noticing around me the patterns of what's taking place in this society and I'm seeing people that are just descending down into like self-pity, weakness, and just unbelief in themselves and unbelief in the potential that they have. And a technique that I like to use to motivate myself and to level myself up is to earn everything that, every pleasure that I put before myself. So if I'm working on the weekend, let's say I'm cleaning up my basement or doing some yard work or something like that, and I start getting hungry, I'll say to myself, you know, I'm so hungry, I want to eat, but I, I, I won't touch anything until I'll tell myself, until I get this segment of this job or this project done so that I can earn my lunch. Now, I don't want to make it sound like I'm here to shit on people or talk down to anybody or come with this rah-rah motivation or, oh, we're going to get this done. I might sound that way. It might be perceived to be that way, but I'm dead-ass serious in the sense that I understand that there's a lot of young people today that are strapped down with student loan or you might be a dad with three kids and three mouths to feed and, you know, I, I totally get it. But that's all the more reason why you have to have a program and you have to stick to it. You know, as far as people with the student loan, and which is to me is really robbery, I honestly wouldn't pay it. And I would utilize that, those resources and that money to benefit my family because those bankers, have, they're just crooks and criminals, man. So, But I'm not an attorney. I'm not an accountant. I'm just putting it out there the way I see it. One of the first things you're going to have to do is see what your options are. I just hopped on YouTube and I see a resource here. It's a, a young man. He's an accountant. And his his YouTube channel is Tommy Bryson. T-O-M-M-Y-B-R-Y-S-O-N. And he's laying down a bunch of scenarios on how to address this whole student loan thing. So I'm not here to, you know, get you in trouble or we'll try to, you know, whatever, screw up your whole life as far as your finances and such but you have to take a cold calculated look at this because we all are in a point right now in this economy we're all on minimal resources with maximum debt which which is horrendous man so you really got to like i said you have to have a plan you have to have a strategy like i said the guy's name is tommy bryson i went on youtube and there's a bunch of people out there that are putting out good information as far as dealing 
with the student loan crisis. I know a lot of young people are holding out hope for uh, Bernie Sanders to get elected so that he can give amnesty to the student loan, but that's a different day and a different topic. Now, when I get into this program thing, it's not all just grit and grime and rolling up your sleeves and you know suffering and resistance. I once heard it said in a movie, and it may have been Godfather 2, I forget which one it was, but the Don, you know, the Godfather figure, archetype guy said, you know, once in a while you got to stop and smell the roses. You know, life isn't all grit and grime. You have to remove yourself and detach yourself from that element on occasion, you know, because like I said, if not, you're going to go insane. I'm going to go back to my, my whole thing of the three enemies of a man or three enemies of a man of knowledge and that's fear ego and attachment so by stopping and smelling the roses you're kind of you're kind of addressing all three of those because metaphorically speaking when you stop and smell the roses or do something for your own pleasure for your own just decompression as it were by doing that and metaphorically smelling the roses you're actually discharging fear, you're actually removing the ego, and you're actually detaching from whatever is causing pain and suffering in your life. So that's something to think about. And when I say stop and smell the roses, that could be you know running a full court basketball game or whatever, you know, doing some artwork doing something that fulfills you. I myself, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I like to take long walks with my doggy, uh, go to the park and get in, in tune with nature, you know, some, some meditation, some deep breathing, or having conversations with people that are interesting. Another really interesting thing to do is have some conversations with really older people. And when I say older, I mean somebody that's 70 years old, 80 years old, but that's still coherent because you could glean so much knowledge from them and the perspective that they have gotten from the years, you know. People feel, oh, you know, this this age that we're in is the worst and it's just getting worse and worse. But, you know, when you look at it, people that lived back, you know, a thousand years ago, 500 years ago, 80 years ago, they had their own sufferings, you know, the Great Depression. You know, people used to have bread soup. And, and when I was a kid, I had sopa de pan, bread soup, which is literally soup with a little garlic sprinkled in and, 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 uh, and a piece of bread. You know, you take an old crusty piece of bread that's stale and, and my mom would make soup with it. So, you know, we had hard times back then too. But back to what I was saying, you got to stop and smell the roses in that. Not not to just make this grind your everything. Yeah, you're going to stick to your program, but at the same time, you have to enjoy your life and that's what we're here for, right? But when you stop and smell the roses, make sure that you earned it. Make sure that you deal dealt with all of the things that you needed to deal with and find your spaces to get, you know, to get this, uh, for, you know, this pleasure in your life or this reward in your life. And what's going to happen is they say that the sweet, the, the hardest working man has the sweetest sleep, which is the truth because he earned it. Just be aware of what's taking place right now are two main things that I see, diversion and demoralization. And I'll address both. The demoralization aspect of it is that they're basically pumping pornography down our throats like, why do you think it's free? You know, not to be judgmental or Bible dumping or anything like that, but we're getting down to facts. 
what ends up happening is that ends up being a vice that latches on to you and puts you in a state of being demoralized, right? And it's it you have to do some research on this, but it's it's really it's kind of like a a vice, like a drug or anything else, where it kind of throws you off of your own game. I'm not going to say that you know you're going to be Joe Perfect. I mean, everybody has feet of clay. We all slip and things do happen so that you know you're not going to beat yourself up or or live like a monk you know just drinking spring water and sipping uh sipping on some granola uh, tea you know I, I don't mean it in that way it's a struggle everything is a struggle but th this demoralization thing is a really huge deal and that's why again i'm not anti-gay or anti of the any of this gender stuff but why in the world are they bringing in these um these transgendered people to come in to speak to kids that are in an eighth grade and then once you know this these people have read stories to them or you know talk to them and mingle with them after a, a couple of sessions they'll go to the kid and say hey you know do you know what gender you are it's all demoralization do some research on this and don't just take my word for it um i'm gonna drop another name here too and that's bill cooper b-i-l-l C-O-O-P-E-R, or William Cooper. He has a series out that's called Behold the Pale Horse, Mystery Babylon. This guy's back from the late 90s, you know, and he's amazing, man. Check. I don't agree with everything that he was expounding, but I mean, the dude, like, predicted pretty much everything that's happening right now, which is kind of kind of weird man you know it's, it's it's he they say well not that they say but he actually did predict 9-11 he came out and said uh you know this was about i think a month before 9-11 happened he goes you know there's this guy out there and his name is osama bin laden you may have never heard of him but um some something big is going to happen and they're going to blame it on him and that's exactly what happened and if i'm not mistaken within a month of that happening he uh there was some kind of altercation at his home and he was uh, some agents government agents shot him in the head and killed him so this is this is stuff that's going on so all right back to square one so we were talking about the demoralization of the society what that ends up doing that demoralization it ends up attacking the family and breaking down the family and when you think about it if you break the family down what else what are the safety net do you have what else is there for you the government and that's why they want to push the socialism on us because in socialism they get rid of the family and the children become a ward of the state and everybody's accountable to the state so that you can be controlled this is some real shit all right so pay attention the demoralization is a huge deal um, it's you see it everywhere and i'm from the hood i grew up you know when i grew up when i was 16 17 years old that's when rap music came out that's when Graffiti started really blowing up, the breakdancing, just that whole hip-hop culture with the baggy jeans and everything like that. And I grew up in that in downtown Brooklyn. And at that point in time, it was a beautiful culture in that it was it was our thing and it was something that we really did enjoy and, and we were able to resonate with it. And, you know, I can remember myself being 16, 17 with my friend Eddie and a couple of my boys, we were trying to scratch on a, on a Technique's turntable with the uh, great old cartridge. And we was trying to spit some, some lines and some bars and trying to rap and everything like that. And trying to hook up some beats. And, and it was a beautiful thing, you know. I, 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 I kind of sucked at it. But it, it was one of those things, man. It gave you something to do. But what, the evolution of that ended up 
into the gangster rap and that gangster rap ended up into them building these privatized prisons for profit where if you had a guy that got caught with you know a little crack rock that was the equivalent to getting caught with uh you know an ounce of powdered cocaine why because they know the guy more than likely the guy that had the crack was in the ghetto and you know you need to lock him up so we can make some profit on him like animals like cattle and that's still taking place today i just have to speak my voice man and if you guys are not aware of this then uh, i don't know where you've been putting your attention so they ended up taking a thing that was beautiful and artistic and expression of 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 our living and our life and it did pretty much it did start in brooklyn you know the brooklyn and the bronx but i'm i'm it's Brooklyn shit, you know what I mean? But they ended up taking some artistic expression that we had and converted that into this gangster rap where, you know, everybody was talking about cop killers and, you know, this smoke, this crack, and just demore again, more demoralization of our people, you know. So we have to be aware of that. And it's still taking place today because if you listen to what they're getting now there's exceptions you know you might listen to immortal technique or my my favorite rapper is a battle rapper his name is cortez uh you know he's a battle rapper he's on url and he's on king of the dot and all the stuff like that and the dude yeah he gets into like a lot of this gun bars and stuff like that but the dude has little segments in his in his in his bars and in his rap where he's just uplifting man and it just speaks speaks to me to my core my upbringing you know he's also from brooklyn so he's up from Marcio Myrtle Ave, Brooklyn, the hood. But, and what I love about the way he does it is that he does his self-expression. And by doing all of these, you know, gun bars and all that stuff like that, he's capturing the attention of a lot of these younger people because that's what they want to hear. But at the same time, he's dropping these nuggets of knowledge. So he's able, the, the, the mastery of what he does is he's able to, and it's hard to put it into words, but you have to have the ability of maintaining two separate and opposing views and being able to mesh those two together without conflict you know what i mean like the ability and the flexibility of your mind to have two opposing views at the same time and not getting thrown off by that you know so that that's what ended up happening so that first thing is the is the demoralization of society now the second point is the diversion you know divide and conquer so perfect example and again i'm not into this left right paradigm because the same puppet masters is is uh, controlling all of them right all of the decisions uh, on the planet are made by very few very few people man you know very few ruling class families that just run everything and they want to run us off the planet basically so the perfect example is this whole thing with trump where they're trying to impeach him so the democratic uh, the congress you know, they vote you know, Pelosi and those, all of those, uh, Chuck Schumer and all those demons, basically. You know, they take a vote and, and they're going to vote to impeach Trump. And now it comes into the Senate and all of this QAnon, all of this bullshit. And at the end of the day, nothing happens. Do you have any idea how much money was wasted on that? How much time? But that's not the real key. The key was a diversion so that your attention is, you know, you're like, oh, my God, they're going to impeach Trump. Or, oh, my God, I wish they do impeach him. Or I wish they don't. And there's hope with QAnon and Q drops. It's all bullshit. And if you listen to that stuff, I'm sorry, but 
you need to do a little bit more research and some critical thinking on that because it always ends up being the same damn thing, right? We always end up losing and they always end up getting their way. We always end up getting more taxes put on us, more war, more death, more destruction, and our community uh, is just getting annihilated. And, and the other point that I wanted to touch on and that's where the distraction is. They don't want us. They don't want us to see what's taking place. They just wanna just mislead us and divert us away, so that you know. Once you get diverted away from what's really going on, then you're just disarmed and you're just a sheep, right? And then you, that's why you end up going back to this trap music. And again, there's nothing wrong with trap music within reason. You know what I'm saying? You have to keep it all in check. You know, I I enjoy all type of raps and, and different culture and everything like that but you have to put it into perspective and effectively what i'm seeing right now is like this right i can remember growing up and uh there really was white privilege back then because i once heard it uh somebody said it to me and i'll, and I'll put it down exactly what it was i was standing on the corner of wyckoff street and nevins in downtown brooklyn i was i believe nine years old and i collected a bunch of bottles and i was standing literally on literally on wyckoff and nevins on the corner and i was just in the wyckoff garden projects on the corner and i was just smashing these bottles i guess out of whatever rage i had within me and just smashing these bottles on the street i grew up very underprivileged you know a lot of a lot of shit going on in my life back then negative now smashing these bottles smashing these bottles smashing these bottles and a guy came by and he said to me, well, first a woman came by and she said, you know, aren't you Josefina's son? And I'm like, yeah. And I says, well, what do you care? And she said, that's all right. I know your mom. I'm going to go talk to her. She's going to whoop your ass. And sure enough, when I got home, my mom whipped my ass. But right after she passed by, another older cat, another older guy from the neighborhood that knew me and, you know, we used to, you know, that really was that village type shit that it takes a village to raise a child. Like, I mean, at that point in time that shit was real now now who knows but this older dude old, older puerto rican guy came up to me and says what are you doing and i says oh you know mind you he says no no don't tell me that he goes you know you, you don't have a dad you know your mom is sickly and you know you really have a tough situation and you should really be thinking of ways that you can help your mom out even though i'm nine years old and he said to me i'll know this was ingrained in my brain he said don't you understand that if the other guy is able to jump five feet, you got to jump 10 feet just to be in the box, in life, you know, to to be able to live normally. Like, in other words, he was telling me that I was in a position where I was fucked out of the box and that I have to really struggle to, to, to get out of that. And what am I doing standing here breaking bottles? And he's like, you know, you might be nine years old, but you can't be thinking like a nine years old. You got to start thinking like a young man. You know, and how you could help your mom and your family and your circumstance, like the family type shit, you know. And that resonated through my core. And from that day on, I never did, for the most part, I didn't do dumb shit just like that, just destructive, you know. So what I'm, what I'm finding now, yes, in that time there was such a thing as white privilege because it was just all around me. And, you know, you would go, you know, for an interview or you'd go to do whatever. And I'm talking about the, the, the 70s, you know. Uh, even early 80s, you would go for an interview and it would be like five or six people, you know, black, Hispanic, whatever. And like there'd be one, you know, one white dude and he'd end up getting a job. Not all the time, but you did see it. It was in your face and it was kind of accepted, you know. And I, and, you know, I love all my people. I have I'm not racist and I don't have anything against any specific people. But here, here's my point. 
back then the white privilege I, I could kind of understand it because I saw it and it was there in front of me today does it still exist yes you know you see it and some people get more privileged than others but you know what everybody is suffering today man um i'm looking around me and i see you know people in trailer parks and people in the hood and you're seeing everybody all mingled together and we're all in the same boat because what happens is at the end of the day the only ones that rule everything are the are the haves are the rich people and they're making all of the decisions for us so that they can basically exterminate us man and this is like i said this is that one world government shit and if you think i'm kidding Go on YouTube and take a look and see how life was back, you know. Even even with that underprivileged back in the day, you were still able to make a meager living. I knew people that were like piragueros, like they would make piraguas, like snow cones and stuff like that. Or hot dog stand or whatever. And they had a nice little three-bedroom apartment and they were able to, you know, get their kid through community college or do whatever and have a little living. Shining shoes even back then. I'm not even kidding, man. They might be shining shoes 12 hours a day, but they would kind of get by. And they would make a, carve out a little life for the future for their children. But that's all gone now. But look at how much you're paying for your medical. And look at everything that's taking place right now. So we're all being reduced down to like cattle, basically. They have us as cattle. And they, you know, I my feeling is that they just want to extinguish all of us. That's part of what this transgender thing is too. Because they don't want the, popu the population to reproduce, right? They want us to all get reduced down to vaccines. Are, are killing us it's some crazy shit you have to do a lot of research to to what's going on i don't want to be a downer that's why i'm saying you got to stick to your program right you got to stick to your program you got to punch through all that resistance you got to stop and smell the roses you have to do your deep breathing you have to do your meditation and you have to have a plan right you got to keep the family together you have to find strength and unity in your family help your brother man and you know also consider karma right consider karma because people think it's a joke man but the older i get i see that um it's some real shit and another thing is that the universe right now is trying to talk to you you might not believe it but if you silence yourself and you really pay attention you'll hear the universe speaking to you and, and guiding you on the things that you need to do for yourself it's not all about money and riches and big thick cube cuban link chains it's not about that man it's about like i said the fulfillment that cuban link chain will make you happy but it's not going to make you fulfilled true fulfillment comes from handling your responsibilities taking care of your family you know taking care of your wife and kids and helping your fellow man you know when you see somebody that needs tutelage or some assistance you know you help them you see an older lady you know trying to get across the street you help her out you see a hungry guy on on the corner not a drunk but a legitimately hungry dude you know you you you, you hand him your sandwich that you had that you just bought or you give him a couple of bucks and a buck don't even work today man you give him a couple of bucks give him two three dollars so this and and the feeling that you're going to get the fulfillment the real true fulfillment you get when you help other people that's what it's about understand that the ruling classes they want to separate black people from white people from hispanic people from asian people and what it is is the divide and conquer technique or the divide and conquer oppression strategy that they're employing against the whole planet right now right so i am seeing a big change right now because i'm seeing a big assimilation and a beautiful kind of a merge between 
you know, the urban culture, black culture, and white culture. Like, you got white rappers now that, that are sick. You know, they skilled. They nice. You know what I mean? And vice versa, you'll get, you know, a brother or some black dude or whatever, and he, he'll do some artistic stuff or write some novels and, you know, do some really cool shit. And, and it's a blending of everything, and it's, and it's beautiful. You always have to remember your roots and your culture because Marcus Garvey said, the more educated you become in the ruling class's culture, the dumber you become to your own culture. So never forget where you came from and the culture you're from. But at the same time, you know, assimilate. They call it cultural appropriation, which is bullshit. It's something else to divide us. But yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man, because we're all in the same boat, man. Blacks are in the same boat. Whites are in the same boat. Because white people right now, man, they got them just like down, man. You know what I mean? And that privilege, it, it really, you know, really doesn't exist, man, the way people expound it. You know, you'll see some people complaining how, oh, I'm... I'm oppressed and I can't get anywhere because, you know, 300 years ago there was slavery. I understand that that was really bad and stuff like that, but you can't, that's got nothing to do with you today in the moment, man. Your kid, your kid is not going to eat, you know, if he's hungry, he's not going to eat an excuse from 300 years ago. He needs to eat food today and, and, and you need to take the actions that are going to put you in that position. Yeah, there was some really bad stuff that happened throughout history and all this, but you can't sit here. And, and and they want you to, you know, actually the ruling class, they want you to sit here and, and, and bellyache, you know, oh, I'm from, you know, and they, they feed into it. But at the end of the day, what are they doing for the people? What are they doing? You know, they, they're so concerned for black people and you know, poor, poor Hispanics and everything like that. They ain't doing shit for us. You know, all they're trying to do is pin us against one another. And that's the plan while they're, they're singing this song, you know, to us, which is, you know. I don't know, man. You have to really employ some kind of strategic kind of thinking, man, and, and, and do your research. Don't, you know, you could apply some of your day to listening to some beats and, you know, whatever you do, man, right? Whatever your little leisures that you have and smell the roses. But at the same time, you have to stack them wins, man. Go for them base hits and you have to level up, man. That's that's the new thing for 2020, man, is you got to level up. You got to get them base hits. And yeah, that that's what it's about, man. So I really do want to thank you for listening and namaste. And in closing, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the podcast, go out and give me a five-star rating and a nice review and tell your friends about the show. Again, thank you for listening and namaste. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips 
that integrate exactly with the podcast so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.